I could not see many hands or all the hands. I believe everyone who is sitting here watching TV. Am I right? Whenever you open the TV, more than what you want to see, you see what you do not want to see. That is the advertisement. Is it? You may not like it, but whether you like it or not, it is there. Mostly, there are two pictures they produce. One is before and after. Very specially, nowadays. And we are also interested to watch about diet. Do you agree that? Before eating this or after eating this? I mean, in short, the advertisements are always comparable. One is before and after. After using this, you will become like this. Very specially, reduce your weight. There are so many suggestions and advertisements. And falling of air, and beautification, or so on. But what the truth is, in this, what they say, the first one, the before picture, Always, almost, the least flattering picture. Possible, no doubt. Altered at least a little in the Photoshop and make it look even worse. But, the after picture is exact opposite. The most flattering possible one. The goal, of course, is to get you to spend your money on the subtle assumption that you can purchase the improvement that you see comparing the two pictures. So this is what happening in these days. We are always, um, I can say, cheated um, uh, or uh, fooled by these pictures. But what we see in the world, Paul uses the similar tact for us to understand the truth. For that I have chosen Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. Why don't you stand and read the scriptures together? Ephesians chapter 2, verses from 1 to 10. Keep open your Bibles. Ephesians chapter 2. Please pay attention to God's word. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and whereby nature children of wrath just as the others. Verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By the grace you have been saved. And raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us, Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith, and that, not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of us, lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared 
beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen? Please be seated. Please keep open your Bible. And watch the words. There are two pictures Paul is painting here. Paul does not here show what one is before Christ. That is from verse 1 to 3. And the other one is after Christ. Before knowing or having Christ in our life is the first picture. The second picture is from 4 to 7. He says, after receiving Christ. And together, he put together from verse 8 to 10 and tells us what the goal of this comparison is. So that's why, please watch first verse, first portion of 1 to 3. What is there Paul wants us to know before we are saved? We were, the number one is, we were spiritually dead. Paul says that before we are made alive in Christ, that is before we are saved, we were dead in trespasses and sins. It is in your Bible. Trespasses means to slip or slumber or go astray. Sin means to miss the mark or fall short of God's glory. That we know from Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. People who do not know Jesus Christ are absolutely and completely spiritually dead people. They have no spiritual life. They are just animated corpses. They were all born spiritually dead. And until we meet or met Jesus Christ in our life, we were hopelessly and helplessly trapped in a spiritual death. Every lost person is spiritually dead person. Verse 1 says, He speaks here, You, that is, and you He made alive. That is, He mean to Gentiles. Then in the following word, verse 3, he says, We, that is, he referring the Jews. So he started with you as a Gentiles, we as a Jews. So what that means? It makes no difference whether they are young or old, or any nationality, poor or rich, western or eastern, black or white, whatever way you put it. Every one of us, that is the scripture is true. Every one of us, born to this world as a spiritually dead person. Someone who is spiritually dead is unable to understand and appreciate the spiritual things. That is the sign. A physically dead person does not respond to physical stimuli, that is, he cannot see, he cannot hear, he cannot taste, smell or feel. But, at the same time, a spiritually dead person does not respond to spiritual motivation. He cannot pray, he cannot worship, he cannot understand the, uh, read the word or understand the truth. Or he may not have the inner peace or known the joy and the righteousness of our God. That is the sign of a spiritually dead person. We were, that's what he says, we were, before knowing Christ, we were dead in our sin. Or we were born as a dead sinner or a dead, spiritually dead person in this world. Secondly, before we are saved, we were spiritually disobedient. Verse 2 proves that. We used to walk or live according to the course of this word. That's what the scripture says. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the powers of the earth, the spirit who now works 
in the sense of disobedience. So that means we were disobedient to God. This refers to Satan who is alive and well on the planet Earth. There are scriptures says that second one that is finished yeah disobedient next yes we used to walk or live according to the course of this world as I say we walked according to the prince of the power of the air what the scripture says first Peter 5 describes him as our adversary who walks about like a roaring lion. Through threateners. He is not a roaring lion, but he walks as a roaring lion. Matthew 9.34 says, He is the ruler of demons. John 12.31 says, He is a ruler of this world. Second Corinthians 4, 4 calls him the God of this age. Dear children of God, before we were saved, we submitted to the Spirit who now works in the sense of disobedience. This refers to the spirit of the times, that is, the life of a typical unbeliever who do not know or have Christ in his or life. This is the condition. We are obedient to the God of this age, the ruler of this world. Thirdly, before we are saved, we were spiritually depraved. Verse 3 says, Look at your word in our Bible. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of ourselves, desires of the flesh and the mind, and whereby nature children of wrath just as the others. This is the condition. No one sitting here can deny that I am exempted. All of us who is sitting here are spiritually born sinners. Spiritually depraved people. We used to just like unsaved people. That we see every day. We were among them. We once conducted ourselves like them. Three things corrupt all men. That is mentioned here. The world, the devil, and the flesh. We need to fulfill the desires of the flesh and the mind. The word desire refers to seeking something with a great diligence. The desires of flesh refer to adorning any reason or restraint and satisfying all our bodies or appetites. On the other hand, the desire of mind indicates doing deliberate sin or committing deliberate sin or willful choices in rebelling against God. It means hearing God's truth but choosing to rebel against it. People hear the word of God day after day. But in their heart or in their mind, they are rebel, rebellious to obey the word. That is the nature. Here it is explained. We are led by the desires of our hearts before we come to Christ. We were by nature children of wrath. That's what the word says. We were sinners by nature and by choice. Every part of us was stained and infested by sin. We were not equally depraved, but were universally 
depraved. We were made in the image of God, but yet by nature we became totally corrupted by sin. Romans 3, 10 to 11 says, the word is And also, John 3, 36 says, The unsaved man is under the wrath of God, abides in him. The second portion I said. So, dear children of God, just go through his word and know who we were before. That's why the title what I have given is, Who we were and what we are. Before knowing Christ or having Christ is the condition of each and every one of us. And what is now or the future? Now, verse 4. It is the one we join together. It breaks in between the past and the future. Or the past and the present. The word verse 4 says, But God. Look at the word. Underline this word. Very important word. It is a very glorious word. But God. That teaches. He says. Who is rich in mercy. Because of his great love. With which he loved us. What a wonderful word. Or work of God. In our life. As a dead people. Disobedient people, depraved people, God sent His Son Jesus Christ. Because of His mercy, even that is explained very well. He is not merciful God. But, He is. Tell me, if you are watching the world very carefully. He is rich in mercy. It is not just mercy. He is rich in mercy. And as well. He is not loving God. And His love is great. That is how He differs from us. We too can say that we love God. We love others. But we cannot or never love others or God as He loved us. That's why His love is mentioned, his love is mentioned here. It's a great love. So what I want to say, God initiated our rescue. So God is the one who reached us. And it was God who initiated our salvation. That's why the rest of the word says, God rescued us because of his rich in mercy. Mercy carries the idea of withholding punishment. Even though God is so holy and we are so sinful, in His compassion, because of His rich mercy, He rescued us. God rescued us because of His great love as He is written. God rescued us from a spiritual death, disobedience and depravity because of His great love with which He loved each and every one of us. Never ever think that God hates you. No one. He hates no one. He, but He loves all men. He loves us, but He hates our sin. Jesus died to separate us from our sin. God's greatest act of love was when Jesus died for our sin. Because God is just, He must punish sin. But He can extend mercy to us. Because in love, Jesus already died for our sins. We need not worry about it. That is why there are certain things we are going to see. See, what are the words, the expression or you know, God's love. There are three scriptures what I have chosen here. John 3.16, all of you know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If you believe God loved you, you should say, God so loved me, he gave his only begotten son. Do you believe that? 
Shout hallelujah. Roman 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates His own love towards us. In what? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When did Christ die for you? After you became a saint? If you, if you believe God died for you as you were as a sinner, shout hallelujah now. That means you believe that and you confess that. Jesus said in John 15, 13, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jesus gave his life for us. We are not only the friends, more than the friends to him. Amen? Then let us see what is going to happen afterwards. After he saved us, means, God has given us life. When you look at the verse from 7 to 10, he says, it shows us your new destination. Your new uh, uh, designations. And your new direction in our life. Or I put it like this. Your new purpose and the new position God has given to us after you are accepting Christ. God has taken us. Then we were dead in trespasses and made us alive. There are two truths. That is, first one is, made us alive for all eternity. Secondly, we are alive for a purpose. That is, to live with Christ. We not only have eternal life, but we have abundant life. That is his promise. When you became a Christian, God has not only assured you a eternal life, abundant life even on this earth. If you believe, say amen to that. Not everyone believes it. That means you have doubt. Dear children of God, the same power which raised Jesus Christ from a physical death to a physical life has raised us from a spiritual death to a spiritual life. Amen? The Lord God has raised us from a spiritual death to spiritual life. We are the spiritual children of our living God. The same power is today. Amen? That will raise many more in our days. In our midst. Because we have seen the resurrection, we got to live differently. Can you tell the difference between the living person and the corpse? You know it. You can also tell the difference between someone who is spiritually dead or someone spiritually alive also. I am going to ask this question at the last. But now, let us go proceed because of the time. God has made us alive. Oh, it's a tremendous world. See the goodness of this. Look at your Bible. Verse 5. Even when we are dead in trespasses, He made us alive together. Made us alive together with Christ. And raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See the position? Made us alive together. Not like as we are sitting together. It is together with Jesus. Amen? Here it says, together he raised us up. As he raised us Jesus Christ from the dead. From the grave, as a physical death. He raised him physically, but in the same way, he raised us together with Jesus. Amen? And he made us sit together. Not as we sit together, sit with Jesus in eternity, in heavenly places. That is the position. That is the position. Is it not wonderful? Usually, how do you see a dead person? How do you see? How you are watched? 
what is the position of your dead person physically huh like lying is there have you seen any dead person walking or standing never see the difference god raised us first we have to raise up it is not who or we who raise up by ourselves it is god who raised us up what is the position sitting with jesus so god has saved us by grace we are saved or made alive because we deserved it and we face it we were spiritually dead disobedient depraved and we are not pardoned because we are not guilty but we are pardoned in spirit of the fact that we are guilty so dear children of god we know as the word says what is redemption what is forgiveness of sin and according to the riches of his god's glory god's grace then we have been saved for a new position or a purpose from verse 6 and 7 as you know as i said before we are made together alive together and raise up together and sit together in heavenly places with jesus christ where he is the head we became the body and the purpose is to be raised and seated with him for christ number 1 god has raised us up together with jesus and to be with him to seated with him and secondly god made us sit together in heavenly place in christ that is to experience the riches of his grace that is the heavenly place is what we receive it that's what in the verse 7 says the second purpose is we will receive the exceeding riches of his grace his kindness for two reasons first of all one reason is the fullest experience the fullest extent of his grace and kindness the second one is to be an example for his grace we will experience all this in the ages to come it will last forever someone said he will give us the all surpassing riches of his grace in the limitless future as age succeeds age so that means god in the when you look at the last word it says god was planned for us forehand that we should walk in them one more purpose is there that we are all should know go finally we are created or raise us up from our spiritual death to be or become god's workmanship that we read in verse 10 for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them before we go to heaven and be fellowship with god here on this here god has raised us from our spiritual death and keeps us in this world to work for him to serve for him we are very much delighted taking a position of a child of god to inherit all the blessings at the same time if you say that you wanted to love all you love god as you love him and you wanted to obey as you wants you to obey ultimately you will be definitely led to serve him what god the lord jesus christ did on this earth why he came to this world very well everyone will say to save us how did he save you how did he save you of course by his mercy and grace and love but what he did 
One, he preached the gospel. Second, he lived a life. The same thing is expected from us. When God chosen us, when we become his children, what is expected from us is, we are co-worker, workmanship. We are very much excited to know it is God who raised us alive together with Jesus and made us and give, and what does God say? Three things. And alive together and raised us together and made us sit together. We are very much delighted. Add one more thing. God raised us up and blessed us to work together as we are and together with Jesus Christ. Even today, unless the Lord Jesus works, we cannot work. Unless the Lord leads you, you cannot go and share your word. One is, share your word, your testimony. Second is, live a life which is pleasing to Him. By your very life, the world will know the Lord through your life. It is, you might think that I am not gifted for this and that. I am not as a leader. I am not in this position, that position. When you believe that God raised each and every one of us who accepted Him as a Lord and Savior, it is for each and every one of you. When you believe that you are alive with Jesus, you are raised with Jesus, you sit with Jesus, you work with Jesus as well as He worked on this earth. If you believe, say out, hallelujah. Only that much you believe? Not enough? That shows you a confession and your acceptance. Amen? Yes. Here. <clears throat> Paul moves on to describe this as do good works means. So we are not saved by our good works. But we are saved for good works. They are, the good works are result of salvation. But, not a cause of salvation. Amen? Even when you look at it, the rest of the words in this Bible, from verse 11 to um, even 13, there are many things are mentioned about your whole life. Just I summarized from, yeah, before that, what you have said. Yeah, this one. See, the summary of who we were before. Just look at it. We were dead in trespasses and sins, walked according to the course of the world, we were walked according to the prince and the powers of the earth, conducted the lust of our of the flesh, fulfilled the desires of our mind and flesh, by nature, the children of wrath, we are Gentiles in flesh, uncircumcised, without Christ, we are aliens, we are we are strangers, having no hope in our lives, without God, and far off from God. This is the condition, yes, person in such a way, who we were before. And what we are, as per today's scripture. Next one. Yes. We are alive. It is not exciting. We are alive, not just alive, we are alive together with Christ. We are raised together by Christ. I think some of you are having doubts. We sit together with Christ. We are Christ's workmanship. We are created to do good works. We are near to God by the blood of Christ. We are fellow citizens with saints. We are members of God's household. We are built together for a dwelling place of God in spirit. All these things are written in your Bible. If you look at it from the verse afterwards, what is written from verse 19 
and even the last word says in whom you also are being built together for the dwelling place of god in the spirit now as a conclusion three questions i am going to ask you you need not answer to me ask yourself as we end this sermon the first question is i ask you how is your spiritual life it is like before christ or after christ i have given you the summary of whole life and i also given you the summary of after accepting christ now you know what is your condition whether you are still like a image of before picture or after picture second question is whether you know this grace the abundance of grace that brings salvation and when i say no means i mean in your heart as well as in your mind do you know and believe the exceeding or the great love of god and the rich mercy of god in your life in your mind and in your heart finally do you anticipate the good works which god has prepared for you in this church in this land take a focus off yourself and look around and see the opportunities what god has given to you to show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in christ jesus the children have three questions one is which image you are presenting now or and do you know the grace of god in your hearts and mind and do you anticipate the good works what god prepared for you the bible says he the good works what is for you is it is not prepared now before we came to the lord god has prepared for us amen now the table is before us that is for the children of god those who accepted christ in their life and as you have seen the list if you are convicted by the word if you still have a traces of sin in your life it's a time for you to confess before him and receive the abundance of blessing what god stored for you shall we close our eyes and prepare our hearts to go to the lord for the table which he kept before us close our eyes close our eyes and look to the lord and remember what god has done for you Gracious Heavenly Father, once again we thank you for the time that you have given to us to come to you as your children. Father God, open our hearts and minds to receive your word, what you have spoken to us. Lord, if any one of us convicted of this sin or still living in the past life before knowing you, here is the time for us, O Lord, we confess before you. Please forgive us. We know God. you are full of love and compassion you love us you hate sin but you hate us though we are sinners forgive our sins give us grace to take part in this table of father in jesus name we pray let me read the scriptures from first corinthians chapter 11 before we go to the lord in table for i have received from the lord that which i also delivered to you 
that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, that is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. <clears throat> and But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak and sick among you, and many are asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. So when we come together in union, we acknowledge that this is the new covenant Jesus Christ made for us on our behalf. We do remember Jesus Christ died for our sins. He shed his blood. As we read, it is the blood of Jesus brought us together. The blood which was kept on this table reminds us that we are together. Raised up from our spiritual death and we are together with Jesus. So dear children of God, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior in your life, it's a time for you to think over it. But it is for the people, those who are accepted Christ as the Lord and Savior and obey the Lord. Please help the ashes and cooperate them as they are going to lead you to take part in this Lord's table. You are most welcome. Come to the table of mercy, prepare with the wine and the bread. All who are hungry and thirsty, 
Come and your souls will be found. Come to the Lord's invitation. Eat of the bread of salvation. Drink of the blood of the Lamb. On the night you were betrayed, it took the bread. After giving thanks, you broke it and said, This is my body. Broken for you, and as you waited, remember me. This is my body, broken for you, and as you waited, remember me. On the night you were betrayed. You held the time After giving thanks you lifted it up This is my blood Poured out for you And as you drink it Remember me This is my blood Poured out for you you drink it, remember me. So we thank you for the wine and for the bread. For we see the life you gave and the blood you shed. And we remember your gave your body, you shed your blood, and we remember your wondrous love, you shed your body, you shed your blood, by your blood you have saved us, by your blood you have freed us, by your blood. We can enter into your holy place by your blood. You forgave us by your blood. You have raised us by your blood. Precious blood of the Lamb. So we thank. So we thank you for the wine and for the bread. For we see the life you gave. And the blood you shed, and we remember your precious love. You gave your body, you shed your blood, and we remember your wondrous love. You gave your body. You shed your love by your blood. You have freed us by your blood. You have freed us by your blood. We can enter into your holy place by your blood. You have saved us by your blood. You have raised us by your blood. Precious blood of the Lamb, by your blood, precious blood of the Lamb. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. One more time. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the pastor was sharing very profoundly two pictures, before and after. And the question indeed is that as partakers 
of this calling as partakers of the Lord. Even as we have shared in his table this day. The good news for us is indeed that the Lord is working. The Lord is working in your life to make you the picture, the after picture. Some of us are not there yet. Many of us are not in that after picture yet. The Bible says it is he that works in us to will and to do of his pleasure. But he says that we need to walk in that walk. Amen? You know, Jesus said when he was taking the Passover with his disciples, he said, I will not eat of this fruit of the vine again until that day. So there's a day that the Lord will call us to partake of that final Passover with him, of that table with him. And the people that do not meet that picture, that's the, that's the truth of the matter. This is the time of the Lord's walking. Amen? This is the time of His grace. Amen? And we will not fail to be part of that day. Amen? So I want us to arise and just talk to God once again before we close. That God, make me truly a partaker of your nature. Make me truly a partaker, O oh God, of that picture. I submit myself totally, body, soul, and spirit, that you will perfect the work that you have started in me. That you will perfect the work that you have started in me. Now, when the time comes to gather your sins, I will be found, O oh God. I will not fall by the way. Bible says we are not of them that fall unto perdition. Lord, we submit everyone before you this day. Everyone standing before you this day, O oh God. We release into your perfect work, O oh God. Perfect the work that you have started in us. Every contrary work of the enemy in our lives. Everything that is meant to be of the past. Father, we command, we release ourselves from such hosts this day, O oh God. And Lord, I release everyone from the works of the enemy. Bible says you manifested, O oh God, that you might destroy the works of the enemy, O oh God. Every work that is contrary in our lives, we put an end to it in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask, O oh God, that which you have started in our lives, bring it to perfection concerning every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's share the grace together. Grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy One be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace and the Lord go with you. Amen. Amen.